When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Scotty Bailey is on the line, and we're going to talk a fair bit of cricket and a whole lot more. And Scotty does uh, a, a lot of good work with uh, AAP. Scotty, thanks for joining us, mate. How's your How are your lawns looking? I'm actually just walking around them right now, and yeah, they need a mark. <laughs> you're, you're surveying. You're surveying the garden and thinking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You made me think. I looked down as I was talking. Went, yeah, these are these are pretty rough. I probably need to mow them this week. Oh, so, you know, you mate. You know, you know. The longer you leave it, the harder it gets. It's like a yeah, tough conversation. Yeah. It's like a tough conversation with someone. The longer you leave it, the harder it is. Um, anyway, anyway, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to you. Let's talk some cricket. The Aussies they get a win. Um, the scoreboard will say they won by five wickets against South Africa, which sounds like a decent margin, but in actual fact, it was a, a real cliffhanger. Yeah, it was almost the most botched uh, T20 World Cup run chase in history. I think <laughs> New Zealand have that unfortunate you know, honour. I think it was against Sri Lanka in 2014. From memory, they failed to chase down. 120, and obviously Australia looking at 119 last night. But, yeah, it wasn't good. But I'll tell you what, it was it was a crucial result, wasn't it? Because, mm. you know, if, if they do what they should do from here, um, you know, I know, I know they'll beat them by Bangladesh a couple of months ago, but that was a very different-looking team. Um, they've got Sri Lanka in their group. They play them on Friday morning, our time or Thursday night over there. If they do what they should do from here, especially after the West Indies Cup, real hiding and, and their net run rate, is down below minus three. Uh, Australia are actually in a decent spot for this tournament all of a sudden, despite the fact that their T20 form is is very poor. But yeah, they're, they're every chance of making any other groups all of a sudden. Mm. There were some some shining lights to come out. I just wonder, you know, if we play like that. I mean, we bowled very well, but if we bat like that against you know the, you know, the likes of India, if and when we meet them, I mean, I don't know how we will. Uh, that... No chance. No, no. So. But uh, in terms of some of the, the shining lights, David Warner didn't put many runs on, but um, he's broken the shackles off, it would seem. So let's hope that that um, improves mm. even further. And um, Marcus Stoinis, um, a brilliant effort for him, uh, icing the game at the end. Especially when you consider that Marcus Stoinis has had some injury problems. I mean, that, that is Australia's biggest issue going into this World Cup is but I think of their 15-man squad, it's something like just four of them have played more than two games of cricket in the last mm. um, last couple of months. You know, most of them, have, guys like Pat Cummins haven't played since April. David Warner's played two games going into the World Cup. and oh, Sorry, if you include the warm-up games, he's played four games for, for a total of three runs. Marcus Sloanis had battled injuries. Steve Smith was in and out of his IPL team. Um, some of the you know New South Wales-based guys and, and Victorian-based guys weren't playing. Adam Zampa was training up on Byron Bay bowling to teenagers in the nets because that's all he could do. So, you know, when you consider the build-up they've had, they're going to, they are going to get better as the tournament progresses. Whether their batting lineup is good enough to challenge India and stuff, I think that's a mm. that's a very tough ask, and I, I don't really see any way at the moment in which that's possible. But they're, they're probably going to be the biggest improvers as the tournament goes on. It's just a matter of how deep they can take their tournament. 
The other the other real positive I thought last night was Josh Hazelwood. Obviously, mm. he's had a really good IPL, but he's really never been in the Australian T20 side on merit. You know, for a long time, like often he's been rested or he's just been overlooked. Kane Richardson was seen as the man ahead of him for this tournament. Mm. His IPL form got him in, and last night, incredibly, was the first time that. Josh Hazelwood, Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins have played together in a T20 match, which is incredible to think when you consider they've been our mm. best three bowlers for the past, what are we now, five, six years? Mm. Test cricket, yeah. I mean, but then there'll be some people maybe suggesting today, is there room for for a Stark? Should, should we be maybe carrying another spinner? Ashton Agar was maybe a touch un, unlucky to miss out, but then... Um, then we saw what Glenn Maxwell did, and, and he's mm. probably a bit of an underrated bowler, isn't he? It, it's a similar theory they went with for part of the um, one-day World Cup over there, in, sorry, over in England in 2019, which was if you if you just bank on overs from Glenn Maxwell to do the job, then you can get away with playing um, the extra quicks. Uh, yeah, Ashton Agar's a funny one because he's been part of that team for a long time now. Like when, when you look at when Australia won, I think it was four straight series, in what was meant to be the lead-up to the 2020 World Cup at home last year, um, Ashton Agar was a fixture of that side, and they played with the five bowlers uh, and six bats model, whereas all of a sudden they've gone, oh, we need to bat a bit deeper, we'll bat mm. seven. And in turn, we re- they'll rely more on Glenn Maxwell, and, and they've, they've left Ashton Agar out. So, I mean, Ashton Agar has every reason to feel uh, pretty disappointed about that. We're, I mean, look, Marcus Soinus was pretty adamant overnight that, that side will change and, you know, it will be a bit of a horses for courses against different matchups, which is so often the case now in 2020 cricket. But, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one because I think they, they do keep Mitch Stark in there. I can't see them playing any white ball World Cup without Mitch Stark just because he is a match winner on his day. We, we've seen what he can do with the white ball. Um, we saw it in England in 2019 and in mm. the World Cup. He was the best performer in 2015. I know that's a one-day format, but he just stands up in big tournaments and not... I'd be stunned if he if he wasn't you know in his mm. side throughout. Tim, the tool man's been on the text line again, and he's saying he thinks the Aussies need two new openers. I don't think that's going to change in the near future. I think um, Warner and Finch will stay there. I don't think there's any suggestion you know that's going to change. And good to see Davy at least getting off the mark. Mm-hmm. And, and another guy who is known for performing in World Cups, he he averages something like. Uh, 50 across all T20 well, and one-day World Cups combined. Uh, mm. Again, no performing on the big stage. Like that was a big thing that Aaron Finch was on about on on Friday night our time was that there wasn't a lot of concern about Warner. Be, you know, at least they mm. weren't admitting too much concern about Warner because he's known for performing on the big stage. It's, it's a big tournament for Aaron Finch. It's, it's kind of overlooked a bit, but mm. you know the next 18 months we, we you know we do have a T20 World Cup in Australia. We also have a 50 over World Cup in India. Uh, Aaron has been pretty strong that he wants to lead the team to the 2023 50 over world cup uh but yeah it's a pretty it's a big tournament for him in that sense i think no and just because you've got the c next to your name um it doesn't mean you're undroppable if that's mm. if that's the right word now what uh, england bowl the west indies out for 55 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh very west indies cricket isn't it that they're, they're so rocks and diamonds uh and last night was very much a case of that, wasn't it? And, and as I mentioned before, it's a, it's, it really kills their tournament because all of a sudden, you know, in in the group they're in, like if you compare the two groups, the qualifiers in in Group A are uh, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, who are two you know, decent teams in their own right, who will cause upsets. And you know, there's no you know, there's no reason why 
either team couldn't progress, especially Sri Lanka. Uh, mm. Bangladesh on those wickets, absolutely. And then in the other in the other group, you've got the qualifiers, uh, uh, Scotland and Namibia, and Afghanistan is also in that group. So mm. when you compare the two groups, the, the group that Australia are in, is in and West Indies and England are in is certainly the far tougher of the two. So I can see world where net run rate becomes very important. And being rolled for 55 and England chasing it down in less than 10 overs, it's, you know, it could... That, mm. That's a death knell in a lot of ways because all of a sudden you probably need one extra win than whoever comes, you know, mm. whoever you're fighting for second spot with. So, yeah, it's a very dark day for the West Indies, the defending champion. Oh, I'll say that again. I'm talking to Scotty Bailey, by the way, uh, from AAP. Um, just in terms of scoring too. So, um, you know, someone that might just be, you know, floating in and out of cricket around the big events and, um, you know, not not cricket purists, but, you know, they look at the scorecard and they see Australia uh, beat South Africa by five wickets. And then they see the scorecard and England beat West Indies by six wickets. You sort of think, oh, well, they must have been quite, you know, quite similar similar games. But uh, anything but, it's a bit misleading, isn't it? Um, I, I've thought that for many years, especially especially in the um, in the twenty over, in the T twenty yeah. format, fifty over format. Like, yeah, it's sort of, got, you know, there's mm. a bit both ways. Over fifty overs, you, you know, most tend to be. If, if you beat someone by eight wickets, it means you've absolutely flogged them. Mm. Nine times out of ten, you're not chasing down a total in the 49th over or 50th over with eight wickets in hand very often. Mm. But in the yeah in the T20 format, it really should be you know, Australia beat South Africa with yeah. uh, what was it three balls to spare or two balls to spare or whatever it was by four, than, by five wickets what? and two balls to spare maybe and you know and so England beat West Indies by six wickets and 66 balls. Uh, to yeah, spare, you yeah. know, yeah, it tells the story. Now, what's this Namibia? Um, Scotty, uh, we, we're running a little short of time. Namibia, I'm reading this article today. They've only got 18 players to choose from in their country. Yeah, which makes it pretty remarkable what they've done, doesn't it? They've sort of been floating around the edges of um, World Cup qualification for a couple of decades now. They, they always are there and there and abouts when it comes to um, World Cup tournaments. But yeah, 18 players to pick from through their entire country. Uh, it was a pretty remarkable effort. The, mm. Their last up win, or that last win against Ireland in the well, the pool stages, I mean, they call it the pool stages. Effectively, it's the last part of qualifying for the main draw. Uh, it was pretty special, especially when you consider the resources that Ireland have, yeah. um, the fact they're a test playing nation now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty special what Namibia has been able to achieve. And to be fair, what they continue to be able to achieve in in world cricket, like Papua New Guinea, were another great story for this World Cup, and the way that um, the ICC and, and to an extent Cricket Australia or Australians over there have been able to uh, build the game up uh, in, in Papua New Guinea in recent years. Like people, people do deride sometimes these, you know, the minnows, so to speak, at World Cups, and it does sometimes make for some one-sided affairs. But I, I always think there's just such great stories about what they're able to achieve to get on the grand stage, and yeah. You know, mm. Regardless of how Namibia find their group, it's going to be tough for them, no doubt. But they're going to be better cricketers for this experience than what that means for mm. the T20 World Cup out here next year and their 50-over game and all that kind of stuff. It can just do world the good for them. And that is what the ICC do see uh, the T20 format as. That's why they have more mm. teams well, in, they'd the, be, they'd in the World be, Cup. They'd be stuffed if they had to field a second eleven as well. No, yeah, uh, no. Uh, rugby league. If just quickly on this, mate, we're running a little bit short of time. Mitchell Pearce. So, what's going to happen there? Is he going to be given the release? And any truth to this uh, this story I'm reading today that they might be trying to um, attract Luke Brooks to the club? I think Mitchell Pearce 
you know, is, will be granted a release or has every chance of being granted a release if he wants to head over to France. I, I don't see Luke Brooks going to Newcastle, though. The Tigers are adamant that they they won't be releasing him and you know, that they don't believe he wants to leave the club. And, and to be honest, just you know, put a cap on it, they, they have Jackson Hastings coming to the club, but he hasn't been a regular half no. winner all for five years. Uh, Adam Dewey's injured for the first half of the season. Uh, mm. Young, um, young, young Jock, Jock Madden. Sorry, is you know that the other option is a half. He's played three NRL games and uh, is you know has barely played in the last two years due to COVID, ruining reserve grades. So, you know, maybe I mean the Tigers are adamant they would never release Luke Brooks. Maybe another year it could mm. be a possibility, but I don't see any way it's a possibility. This but it's looking season. like Pierce is gone, right? Yeah, I think I think there's a very strong chance he he will be heading to France. There's no doubt there's a good offer on the table for him, and it, you know it's it's security, it's good money, it's a chance to finish his career in, in mm. France. And to be honest, why wouldn't you take that, Scotty? I've got a text here just quickly. Any word on the NRL draw for 2022? When is it expected to come out? Do you know the answer to that? My my mail is it will be the first week in November. Okay. It could be November one, which I think the Monday is. But it'll be somewhere around then. Awesome, thanks, mate. I appreciate it, Scotty. I, I really do, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Sounds great. See you, Chris. Bye. See you, buddy. This is Sports Central.